Hey, Beatitudes, it's Jeff Shufflebein coming to you with a special message at the start of this show. Like all shows, we include both humor and holiness in this episode of the Beatitudes, but we actually cover a very difficult topic of child molestation. Again, like in all of our shows, there's no bad language. Um, there's nothing that somebody couldn't hear at any level. However, this is a very sensitive subject. So if you have young ears around, or this could be a trigger for you or for somebody in your life, please take a moment to pause and consider your surroundings before you engage in this show. And when you're ready, we do encourage you to go on this journey with us. It's a very special one. It's a very powerful one, and it's a very prayerful one. So here comes the Beatitudes. God bless you. Yeah, Beatitudes. Welcome back to another rip-roaring episode of the Beatitudes. My name is Jeff Shufflebein. I'm so excited to be joined by Nick Besner. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Nicholas. What's going on? Oh, man. The two of us are also excited to be joined by Paul Kolker. Howdy, Nick and Jeffrey. Howdy, guys. Um, what's been happening in your worlds lately? I just made eye contact with Paul. I don't know that we've ever done that. Like, on the show? Like so, ever. So closely. <laughs> uh, we always so avoid. Early, so early in the show, I guess, maybe. You know, uh, the, I'm on a different like parallel. It's it's a writer in Nick's contract that I never make eye contact with him, so yeah. I apologize. He's yeah. got nice eyes, <laughs> right? Yes. There's just something kind about it today. Yes. I, maybe that maybe that was it. Something That's extra. It. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> All right. I don't even know what's happening, but this is great. I don't either, but I feel like our guest here. We're getting to be joined here in a second by Steve Lemure, and by I mean in a second we'll let him talk more. Um, Steve, are you always this red or is this a moment of like, why am I on the VX? <laughs> <laughs> the eye thing was a little weird, but I'm good. Because <laughs> he was caught in the crossfire. I mean, yeah, I'm right in the middle, guys. <laughs> like, why did they both lean in? <laughs> no, that, that didn't happen. Well, mostly, mostly well, the, didn't happen. The reason I say crazy stuff about the physical nature of the show is to encourage YouTube viewership and viewership on Spiritus TV. Yeah. Um, I think I'm saying Spiritus. that Spiritus. 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 Are you from Beaumont? Wait, Jeff, what is Spiritus.tv? Yeah, that's, uh, is that? Or SpiritusTV.com. Yeah. Uh, I think he's right. Dot TV, no? Well, no. I'll tell you what. Okay. I'm we'll say it both ways, and then I'll edit it in. <laughs> SpiritusTV.com. <laughs> Spiritus.tv. Dot com. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this. I'll just figure out which one it is later. I'll tell you what. So it's a YouTube-like platform that is absolutely full of just completely Catholic content that has been vetted. Um, there's a section called humor. We dominate that section. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out there's a missing niche in the uh, Catholic world. No, um, but it's it's pretty cool because it's basically a one-stop shop for homeschoolers as well because it's the kind of thing that mm. a, a family can sit their kids down in front of and just let them watch whatever whatever's on there. What? I'm trying to picture. Well, maybe not Father Chad Ripiger because he gets pretty intense. But, but I also like the... Beatitudes homeschool curriculum that we're working oh, on. Oh, <laughs> yes. Guys, what did you think Paul was trying to be in that impersonation? <laughs> Today's show at home. brought to you by the number three for the number of Beatitudes. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, <laughs> okay, I'm going to introduce our guest now. Steve Lemire, longtime friend, Beatitude at heart, but first time guest on the podcast. Yes, indeed. My goodness, welcome. You have a great voice for radio. Thank you very much. I've been on your podcast before. You like give everybody hats to wear. We just make you sweat it out in a hot office. Hey, you know, everybody's got their gig. <laughs> Ours, oh, and I was thinking about this because of the, the, the close proximity of everybody. We keep getting calls like, hey, my boss wants to be on the show. You know, so-and-so would be a great guest. And I'm like, they have to be willing to make intense personal eye contact. Right. You got that. <laughs> I'm, I'm you, good at that. You did it right there. That, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> that shake Wait, you just I gotta did. I got to go this way, too. <laughs> don't, don't leave me hanging. When you just shook your eyebrow, <clears throat> I saw a professional wrestler. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me the DDT. It was a Stone Cold Steve Austin you know sort what? of look. I had a, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I put a few pounds back on, but I was in really good shape about two years ago, and I had a kid walk up to me in the bathroom and say, you look like, I was like, thank you, son. This <laughs> just made my day. <laughs> Is that when you quit dieting? That, that's when I, yeah, that's when I stopped <laughs> working out. Achieved. 
Hit my goal, done. You have like yeah. a personal trainer. Uh, it happened today. Yeah. Somebody called me Stone <laughs> Cold. So you're fired. <laughs> We're there, baby. That's how goals work. Achieve them and give up. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you just go back to where you were. Why keep going down that same path of yeah. hard work? You right? know, he, already, he already knows the curriculum for the homeschool kids. <laughs> Today's class on virtue will be one lesson long. <laughs> It's four to two, four to dudes. Four to dudes. I might start a competing podcast. The four to dudes be hard. <laughs> yeah, just find a couple other chums like us, chumps. and that's all you need. Get chummy. There you go. <laughs> well, yeah, chumps to get chummy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah chumps. I think. I, yeah, I okay, I'll follow you. That chum bums is in the song. Uh, give my regards to Broadway. Oh, don't they say chum bums? I what what year is that from? <laughs> Did he just bring up a song that my say, mom used to listen to when she was a teenager? <laughs> I'm gonna say that that's beyond Gen X. Yeah, I think you're right. But <laughs> into Jeff, the boomer, Jeff is an old soul. <laughs> into though. the boomer age. Oh my gosh, I'm like Gen X squared. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's there's a few of us out there. Yeah, can you sing a little bit of that for us? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> <Give them up. laughs> No, no, a little uh, louder. Uh, and don't mute yourself when you edit this later. Is it hot in here? <laughs> oh, my gosh, I match Steve now. I know. I'm still red. Uh, Steve, you and I met through a group called Conscious Capitalism. You remember this? Yes, I do. We sat down next to each other. I'm pretty sure you looked at my Catholic socks. <laughs> and you were like, what's up with your socks, That bro? was right after I looked into your eyes, though. <laughs> oh, I know. Intense eyes. Yes. Check out what's up with your socks, bro. Yeah. And I said, well, bro, I'm Catholic. <laughs> JP2 are on my feet. That's right. That is exactly or as Jeff <laughs> likes to say, on his legs. That's where I wear my socks. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, that's struck up a pretty neat conversation. And it turned out a couple of people at our table. Uh, we just started talking about faith and business. And that's when this whole relationship took off. And then I got to know more about you. But for my co-host here, give us the, let's hear the Steve show. Where, what is the Steve life show and uh, maybe take us back to where you raised Catholic, where you a convert to the faith. I want to hear kind of the whole kind of pathway here. Okay. Um, yeah, raised Catholic, uh, very Catholic, strict. We would show up 15 minutes late for church and walk straight down the middle aisle, sit in the front row. It was the most embarrassing thing ever. <laughs> show up um, late is part of it. CCD, you know. Yeah. And uh, lived really close to the parish, so it was kind of cool. Um, didn't really ever leave the faith. Certainly questioned, sure. I think, as everybody does, oftentimes. Um, my kind of my real my real journey with the church. Not that it's not always ongoing, but uh, sure. was probably in college when <clears throat> when I went to. Uh, Rome, and you and I have talked about that before, but uh, there had been some major things happen in my life. You were there as part of the program from your college, right? From the University of Dallas, yeah. yeah. And uh, and I was kind of in a point in my life where I said, I don't know if there's a God or not. Um, if there is, I'm not sure that I like him. Yeah. And I was, a, uh, I was bipolar. I was going to Mass every morning and going out and partying as hard as I could every night. And just trying to figure it out. Um, But it was a, it was a really, the the specific time for me was, um, was Stations of the Cross with John Paul II, uh, John Paul II. And he was the one leading it. He was the one leading it. Wow. And uh, so you got to be present for that in Rome. That that and um, the Easter vigil service. Yeah. Wow. It was pretty cool. If you're going to be pipe. Polar, you might as well go to the extremes on both ends. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. So it was a, that was an incredible experience. Um, you know, other than the 12 hour long service, which yeah. was amazing, you know, people passing out left and right because you're standing there. But, and but that took root awesome. in you. There was something about that moment. Yeah. No, it was, it, that, that entire uh, semester was incredible for me going to the CC and just traveling all over. Well, if I can digress, I had no idea that they were doing the Rome cam- campus visits in the early 50s when you attended college. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. Let's see. What was that song that I used to lift? Oh, give my regards to Broadway. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 o
Yeah, yeah. so That's awesome. Uh, you and I had one of the most uh, unique moments of my entire life, Steve. And I'm just going to share it with everybody. Oh we, boy! If you ever look at a picture of downtown Dallas or a video, there's a ball. Like a, one of the buildings is a ball, and if mm-hmm. you're inside the ball, it's it's kind of a spinning restaurant. It spins slowly. Don't worry. It's not a <laughs> Six Flags. I heard they actually. The wall. <laughs> I heard they stopped the spinning now what? at the new restaurant. Yeah. Oh, they did. They shut it down. A few years ago, we went and it was still spinning. Yeah. So as of 2019. Oh, thanks a lot. That was still Wolfgang Puck. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was still Wolfgang Puck. I've heard they stopped it with this Uh. new restaurant. Wow. Yeah, Yeah, because it would rotate once once an hour, I think. So basically, the course of your dinner, you got to see all of Dallas. Yeah. Instead, you might get stuck with a date looking out over Lou Starrett. <laughs> Who wouldn't ask for that seat? What a nice jail that is. <laughs> hey, babe, let's go downtown. There's a ball that sits there. <laughs> well, it's like a golf ball, right? <laughs> Which is appropriate for Dallas. It's a rotating ball that they turned off. Yeah. I feel like this is explaining to me a lot of, and you're in commercial real estate, so now you've just tied two things together. Why Dallas just went way downhill in the mm. last few years? It's Absolutely. the ball. Yeah. The yeah. day the ball stopped spinning. Yeah. Give my regards the day. To, to the Reunion to Tower. Spinning ball. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it's called, Reunion Tower. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Okay, so we were there, and uh, two, two things happened up there in my life. The first one I'm going to tell you has nothing to do with Steve. A gentleman up there at a different conference looked out over the edge and asked me if he thought we could free base up there. <laughs> Did he know? <laughs> he meant base jump. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask is very different. Illicit, very dangerous drug use that caught Richard Pryor's hair on fire. And I looked at him in front of a group of people. I said, I think you can do that anywhere. I don't think you need to be up high to free base. As long as you're willing to deal with the consequences. <laughs> That's two very risky things I've never done. <laughs> yeah. What about and simultaneously? It's a or short suggested doing I would have to. Or it's a short about. list, though. It's a short list. Let's free base jump. It's <laughs> just hard to do. Yeah. Okay, so that was one. Then the next, gosh, I like to really, I'm getting bipolar now. There you go. Okay, so the next was you and I were up there, and um, I think that I was staring intently in your eyes. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And you said, I... I have a story to tell, and and we ended up finishing this story as brothers. It was it was you know mild friends turned into brothers, and I can remember embracing you, and then I can remember pulling away and saying, "Would you ever talk about this on live radio?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, I think I have to think about that one for you a did. while. You did. And you're still thinking about it. <laughs> yeah. Would you talk about well, it on a podcast? Luckily, we're not on live radio, right? We can yeah. edit anything. There you so, go. Uh, here goes my question. Could you, um, could you take us back to when you said you were really questioning, you know, if there was God and if there was, do you like him? You went through uh, an, a, an ongoing hell that uh, I would like maybe just to turn it over to you and talk about how this kind of both goes from trauma all the way through to a sense of purpose. Yeah. Um, so, and you guys haven't heard this. So um, I don't know if it gets easier to talk about or harder to talk about. Probably a little tricky today. Yeah. <laughs> no. um, There's a lot going on. A lot going on. But uh, just growing up, my family... I thought we were the perfect Catholic family. Seven kids, 15 minutes late to mass. Um, dad was a doctor. We were upper middle class. Um, there was a lot of weird things that happened that I just felt like we were very different, but I thought it was that we were just awesome. I didn't know that it was something very different. Sure. Um, when I was, well, so... The story for me starts when my sister Beth got kicked out of our house when she was like 15. Straight A student, beautiful blonde, cheerleader, and my dad threw her out. I mean, like put all her stuff in plastic bags and chunked her out. And told me, not, you know, we were never to have any conversation or contact with her. And I just, you know, it's your parents, so you just go, okay. Oh. Um Fast forward, I was living in Mexico and I started questioning, like, I was starting to get old enough to be a dad. Mm. Like, what would my daughter have to do for me to throw her out of the house and never speak to her again mm-hmm. and not let her have any gun? And I just went through the list all the way to murder. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I would still have relate. I, I mean, I might have to testify against her. I might have to, you know, she might be going to, pr- but I would still have a relationship with my daughter yeah. and, and try to have contact with her. Hmm. And so I come back from Mexico and my oldest brother was with me. We were out on the farm. We were actually, I don't know if you remember, but we were killing chickens. <laughs> we, were, we were butchering like 50 chickens sure. and, you know, farm life. Yeah, it's part of farms. And we're just, we're sitting out there and I go, hey, what'd Beth do? And his eyes just got huge, like, and um, he said, I, I can't tell you that. I'm like, dude, I'm 17 years old. I don't know what Beth did. And, she, you know, I haven't seen her for years. And he said, well, this is actually goes back to some Catholic stuff, but he said, well, your dad has the same problem that Father Conran has, who I thought was the coolest dude on the planet. I said, what problem is that? And... Uh, he said he, you know, he molests children. And, um, well, first I just got angry and I thought he was a liar. And sure. I ran back to the house. We lived maybe a quarter of a mile down the road. And, and as I'm going back to the house, everything started just popping into my head. Like, um, there's there's a million things. I mean, this could go on forever. But, but like light bulbs. Oh yeah. Like like like. Oh, that makes more sense now. Or right. Yeah. Stuff that happened to your family, your house, your myself. Self. My yeah, every, yeah yeah everything. And and um, you know like why my why one of my very close friends cried every time his parents made him spend the night because he never wanted to spend the night at our house. Right. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. And. Um, uh, and then, you know, like there's, there's just, there's, there's all sorts of other stuff that came out. Like dad came home one night after, um, a quote traffic accident, just beat to snot, you know, I mean, his, you know, cuts all over him, bruised, you know, couldn't hardly speak. And, and then, uh, it just was weird. Like there was no follow up. Like yeah, I, that's not a traffic. Accident. I didn't see the car, <laughs> like the car wasn't wrecked, you know, just stuff like that. And. Things like that happened. We had the FBI come to our house and do ballistics on our guns because a couple of his partners had lost their lives to Jeez. murder. Um, so it, it was it was pretty wild. Ooh. He, you're so, seventeen, putting all this together. Seventeen. I'm about to go into my senior year in high school. Um. So so we so the family ended up having an intervention here in Dallas. I hadn't, I hadn't really been to Dallas before, but, um, and they took him up to the top of the hotel at DFW airport and they got him to go up based on telling him that one of my brothers was sick and dying. And he walked in the room with the rest of the family and, and his partners. And they basically said, you either go into this rehab facility or we're all leaving you. Right. And, and we're calling the police. Well, police were called anyways. And, um, so he was prosecuted. So the day that I went to Rome, <laughs> crazy to think back on this, you know, like 19 years old, his, he had just been convicted. So I was in Portales, New Mexico at the courtroom and he got convicted and sentenced to, I don't know, 40 years or something. And I got in my car, drove back to Dallas got dropped off at DFW airport, got in an airplane and flew to Rome for the semester. As a timeout, this is very intense. But thanks be to God for the timing of your Rome trip for your journey, for your life. With what you've already shared about <clears throat> the light and dark of, of figuring out life in Rome. Yeah. Thank God. So he gets sentenced. He goes, he went away. He went, uh, yeah, I gave him a hug right there in the courtroom and that was it. Wow. All right. I'm not even sure where to go with this, but can you play out more of of now you and your family post jail? What happens next? Well, I mean, I was sti- you know he was my dad, and I loved him, and um, we had a we had a ranch, farm and ranch um, in New Mexico, and he had some other businesses there, and so I would actually go to I would, and nobody knew this at UD, which is kind of crazy, but. I, I set up my schedule so that I could leave on a Thursday afternoon, drive eight hours to our farm, stay with my mom, drive up to the prison, 
by Albuquerque the next morning, you know, be there for eight hours or whatever, and then drive back and spend the weekend with mom trying to help her with all the stuff she had on her plates. And then drive back Monday morning to Dallas and be at a biology lab by like five or six o'clock in the afternoon. How were your grades? <laughs> you know what? My grades weren't bad. Wow. And, and I and I found a way to play a little bit of rugby too, so that was fun. But <laughs> Why not? I took out all my aggression. Thank God for rugby. Thank God for yeah. the Catholic Church, but also thank God for rugby. Two very important yeah. parts of uh, dealing with a, yeah. <laughs> yeah. a rough patch. Man. Yeah. Yeah. So that went on. And, and then, uh, I mean, my wife, Dana, met my dad. Really? In prison. In jail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she wasn't scared of them like I was. They, they went after it. I was looking at her. I was crawling under the table. I was so nervous. He's he's a scary dude. So when you would visit him, it was contentious. It was you just love no. your dad, so you're just yeah. gonna be there because that's what yeah. family does. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like, hey, he had a problem, but he's, you know, it was a disease, and now it's better. Um, problem is, it, it will, I mean, that doesn't get better. It's not just that. It's the whole like narcissistic angry abusive like it's not it, it, it's it's the whole person so mm-hmm. and that's that's when when i broke contact with him was um tw- uh, 2000 january 1st 2000 uh he long story short but he basically physically attacked my wife mm-hmm. uh in a cabin we were staying in a cabin for the millennial celebration and you know he, he can do all that to me can't do it to my wife so I said, that's the last time I'll ever talk to your CN. We packed our bags. We, we literally walked down in the snow to 7-Eleven, and a buddy of mine came up, came and drove up and picked us up and took us to the airport. Did you ever reconnect with your dad after that? No. Okay. Your brothers and sisters, do you all stay in touch? Yeah. My sister Beth is no longer with us. I think you knew that. I did. Um, self, self-inflicted from my dad, you know, because oh, of my dad. Yeah. So, um, and that was that was that was tough. But no, we we never reconnected. The siblings are all fairly close. The six of us left, and uh, and as I told you when I walked in the room, that yeah, that, that my dad died Friday. So. Yeah. Steve, I want to give you a moment. No, thank you. I think everybody hearing this needs to hear this, and I'll tell you why. The way that you have impacted me and the people in my life who know your story, because we really did have a little bit of this on the radio three, four years ago, five years ago. I can still recall hearing from you this, like, lost piece of this terrible uh this terrible disease and this terrible atrocity of molestation. And my summary of it, and I, I would love if you want to put any color to this, is sure. we hear about the perpetrator and the, 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 the criminal, and that gets a lot of attention, be it lady or priest or whoever. And we hear about the victims, but there's this lost pocket of the perpetrator's family, the perpetrator's kids. You didn't know. You didn't know this for we talked 17 about that. years. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. And you hear all these stories. You get mad at, I'll use an example you gave me. Jared from Subway is a fraud and a criminal. And you get mad at him, and we should be. What he did is terrible. And we, we cry for and pray for the victims. But that guy had kids, has kids. Yeah. They're, they're human beings. Yep. And I think you dealing with your own father's death, I mean, dealing with it literally right now. Right now, yeah. Is that lost part of like, you're still a human. It's mm-hmm. his son. He's, he is a human. And how do you even like grapple with that if you don't have faith, if you don't have community, if you don't have an outlet like rugby or a 7-Eleven to hitchhike <laughs> too? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How no, do you get through this stuff? But I think you just have a really neat view. Not neat. That's a dumb word. You have a really unique perspective on a, a, a pocket of people that don't, that are, get overlooked in this whole puzzle. Well, I, I agree, and I, and I do I, I do have a lot of sympathy for them because I am one, right? Um, uh, but I think what you know, one thing that I've that I decided to do probably ten years ago or so was talk about it and 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 be vulnerable because 
there's not many people that will be open about something like this. Oh, yeah. They don't ever talk about it. Yeah. They keep it closed forever. And I think when we talk about it, it, it helps heal. It helps other people that are going through it yeah. that feel like they're the only one, you know? So, um, if anybody reaches out because of the show, I would love to be able to just send them to you. hundred percent. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I got to tell you, I'm not, I, I, and, and again, I'm still processing a lot of emotions over the last four days. So, um, but I don't currently feel regret or remorse for not reconnecting with my dad. Sure. Um, I had an opportunity to, to FaceTime in his final hours. Um, and I said no. And my reasoning was he had 23 years to call me, send me a letter, beg for forgiveness, do something. I think the most interesting thing about his death is the finality of hope. Hmm. Because when when he's still alive, there's still that there's still that tiny glimmer of maybe maybe he can be a real dad. Maybe he could come out and 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 you know ask for forgiveness. Maybe he could say something that'll make it better. Or you know what I mean. And now that he's gone, it's like nope, not gonna happen. So. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Heavy. Sorry. <laughs> don't apologize. In no. fact, thanks for the vulnerability. I think that yeah. that is a model for other people. Um, and I got to believe there's people that are either going to listen to this when it comes out or in the months and years ahead that this is going to speak to them about even even just being able to open up to their own family, to to a therapist, you know, something where they don't hold on to something that isn't theirs to bear. And so... Um, Jeez, brother, you're brave, but uh, you're also inspiring because we're all imperfect. We're all full of sin and flaw and brokenness and on a journey and a journey that has question marks next to a lot of different pockets and having rough days. I mean, we we all three share like getting ready for the podcast. Today's a rough day. Today's a great day. You know, like, yeah. but we still come in here and we can joke around just like we're going to play some stupid games with you in a Absolutely. little bit. <laughs> But um, I think this is probably a good time for a break. We'll come back in and we'll uh, we'll talk about what does the Steve Lemire family look like? Your family. Yeah, you baby. are a good dad. And we're going to talk about that after the break. Thanks, y'all. Welcome back, everybody, to the Beatitudes. We're here with Steve Lemure. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Steve Lemure. There we go. And uh, he just, wow, um, that first part, that was uh, that, that was heavy, but uh, in, enlightening, right? And it, it takes a load off, I think, for a lot of people to be able to hear somebody else. Um, makes me makes me think of a couple of um, Bible verses I looked up during the break because I couldn't, couldn't remember them exactly, but... Um, the first one is uh, is Psalm one thirty nine, where we hear that uh, the darkness is not dark to you, O Lord, and the night shines as the day. But that that verse has always spoken to me as it, God's not scared of our darkness. God's not scared of the of the suffering and the and the ways that that we have been beat up by this world or by other people, and uh, and even some of those closest to us, as we as we learned in your story, and so. Um, and then the other verse was uh, Luke nineteen twenty seven. But as for these enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and slay them in my presence. And that one's, it's from a parable, but it's an interesting one because I think sometimes we hear that and we're like, wow, that sounds super intense coming from the God of love. And, and, and I've heard a spiritual interpretation of this, that it's, no, we're supposed to bring these things that are the, the darknesses in our lives, the, the difficult moments in our lives and bring them before the Lord and basically just torch them right there in front of him because those, those are not supposed to have the Lordship over us. It's, it's the mm. Lord himself who, who rules and, and reigns and, and you sharing all of that, I think is giving a lot of people permission to, uh, to do just that and to bring those things that those places of darkness out and, uh, and bring them into the Lord's presence. Yeah, man, get it out. Yeah, and slay it. (laughs) You know, the word righteous can be used a lot of different ways, but like righteous anger Mm. is real. Well, and Jesus got angry. (laughs) Like he got angry at people getting in the way of the healing that he was trying to bring. And, and, well, we can go way deeper into like (laughs) that, what you do to the, 
the least of these. Yeah. yeah. So my goodness, um, we're going to first bring a little bit of levity back in here because then we're going to hear about the joy and hope of life after college for you and Dana and the beautiful life that you've built. But we're going to start off with a little something, something. First, we're going to play a game called Blessed Are the Joke Makers. For they shall inherit the, uh, how many points do you want to give out here, Steve? Less than 100. Why? I want to catch up to you. Oh, less than 300. How about about, about 30? 30. 30. That's a good good round number. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Can you you want to explain this? Yeah, sure. So we've got a character card and the Catholic card game card. We're so far behind him. We need a multiplier. I know. (laughs) Maybe I need to just be like, gosh, I don't know if I know how to do this. Oh, shucks. But what what if I win when there's a multiplier? Then you'll have to... Be so uh, much further behind. What if I just say that you're the winner now? What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I, mean, I didn't even pay you for that. Uh, well, Steve, my God. Okay, are we even? Are we even? Congratulations! Game? All right, thirty <laughs> points for me. Thirty points for me, and the game is for fun. This, Sometimes you just need to play for the fun of it. Don't don't lose it, Jeff. It's not all sure, about points. Sure. Mr. Optionality over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some competition plug, going plug on Plug it into the spreadsheet. That's He's got it. a risk-reward system against us somehow. Absolutely. I don't even know I how he does it. I just don't think people like it when the two of you are ganging up on me <laughs> week after week. I just think oh. that's it. You're all They're alone very bitter about their they're all lack your, of They're trades. all your point guardian angels? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Father Ken Geraci. That's yeah, right. That's, right. Yeah, that's, that's right. true. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's so as this character, we have to answer this prompt. And so we got to kind of take on this persona. So as a video game addict, we have to answer the question. I would like blank for Christmas. You know, I already know what I want for Christmas. And um, Steve, if you could just help me to do this. It's actually my parents don't want to get this for me, but I figured out there's a way to get it from them. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, B-A, select start. It's a cheat code <laughs> from Nintendo. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's from 86. That's <laughs> yep. impressive. I still remember. That's pretty awesome. Thank wow. you. That was good. I had to immediately hey. explain it, which felt weird. Go ahead, Nicholas. <laughs> Hey, Mom. Hey, Mom. You know what I want for Christmas? I want Roblox because then I can make uh, a ball in the city in the sky and it'll actually rotate. <laughs> He's using my drink. <laughs> Bring it back to the show. Huh. <laughs> um, Mom, what I would like for Christmas is I would like for you to bring down into the basement where I dwell. Um, I would like for you to bring an, an eggs box. Um, take out all the eggs. Just give me the box. And uh, actually, you know what? Wait, switch that. Um, go ahead and give me a PS5. <laughs> Mom, can you bring my avatar a Hot Pocket? <laughs> hot Pocket. Steve, somebody won this somehow. I'm not even sure what just happened. Yeah, I'm not either. And yeah. I, I was surprised with the Broadway comment that you didn't go with Tetris, but you were close. Man, I got to go with Jeff. Yeah, Jeff. And, and that has nothing to do with our friendship. All right, 30 points. And uh, because you selected me, no, actually, because you are a celebrity guest judge, you're going to get a pair of sock religious socks, and guess which ones you're getting. Oh, JP2. 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 The socks that brought us together when you were looking at my legs. Such special <laughs> socks for you and I. They, like, define our relationship. And yours what a, with Hey, Jesus. what a witness awesome. to these socks, right? Like, they're not just socks. Right. Yeah, I mean... You Thank you, Scott still, Williams. Yeah, <laughs> you can still wear them to the party and to the stations because you're allowed to do both. And and you can actually say that it's whichever Pope you want, really. But that's really his <laughs> thing. So well, yeah, that, that is a, a famous picture of him. Okay. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> but if you only wear one of them, it's JP1. Oh, <laughs> wow. If, if you, so if, quick. If you look, that was good. If you look at it like that, though. Oh, true. Be, yeah, yeah, that's fair. Could be just because of the white. Yeah. You're all about perception. So if you want your own pair of sock religious socks and you want to make us look good, go to sockreligious.com slash beatitudes for 10% off and you can dress up just like Steve Lemure. <laughs> special. That's what all the kids are talking about. No, special. With my Tetris. Uh, my sock drawer looks like Tetris. Um, Steve, yes. we alluded to this earlier, but can we now take your story forward? So... Let's move past the very incredibly difficult past into 
you find a woman and faith and you keep going forward with what I would call to be, you know, a normal adulthood. Talk to us about what that pathway has been like, where you're at now, all that great stuff, and maybe even plug your, your work. I would say, I would say normal <laughs> would be very relative, but, um, I know a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's funny is I was actually, uh, I, I don't know if you knew this, maybe that I went to the live in week at the seminary Nope. and, um, I met Dana the following weekend. What is live? You'd like go and just check it out. You, yeah. You go stay there for a week and kind of discern if you want to maybe put in your application. Nobody would go party with and, you. And <laughs> <laughs> we all went to mass, but they didn't do that after, you know, Guys, we're supposed to do both. Um, no, the, the crazy thing was, uh, um, actually Bishop Greg Kelly mm -hmm. was my spiritual advisor. Whoa. I probably can't tell the rest of the story, but there you go. <laughs> Man, that was a cool story. <laughs> Let's just do a hard edit between those two. Let's just say there there was there was a need at the time for seminarians, and so there was kind of a he and I pushed back an application back and forth a couple of times. <laughs> I told him I'd met Dana, and he said that's okay, you know, and we can discern. And we kind of went back and forth, and I finally said, you know, as sweat beads were running down my head, I was like, man, that's a that's a big commitment. Sweat's part of discernment. Yes, it is, and and I think uh, you know for me it's like kind of once I make that commitment, I'm probably not going back, you yeah. know? So, mm. so it was a big, it was mm. a big deal. But, um, yeah, so Dana and I have been married 27 years. Wow. We have three kiddos, a uh, 19 year old who just spent a year in Spain, a gap year. They call it a gap year. We yeah, used it's to just a we, cute term for not doing anything. We used to call it go to Europe and party for a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, veiled as a study abroad <laughs> and, and she's going to Santa Clara um, next month, my 15 year old Lillian is, uh, she's spent, um, several weeks in Korea and she's going back to Korea, South Korea, just wow. as a high school, like uh, a, like an exchange program yep, or for six months. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. And she, she got a app on her phone and started learning Korean when she was like 12 or 11. And it's pretty incredible. I've never heard of a kid doing this. I know. <laughs> well, there's also a band called BTS. Oh, is it K-pop? K-pop. Yeah. Is, that's, that's, that's a big part of it, too, I that's, assure you. That's a thing now. Like, it that's is, huge. It, it is, is a big thing. Yeah. The K-dramas, the K-pop. Okay. Get huh. out, get the K out, you know? Let's just say there's a lot of kimchi in my fridge. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so that's cool. And then my son, uh, Iggy, Ignatius, is going to... Uh, He's, he's going to be an eighth grader. And, um, you know, I mean, I, you bring... He stays in Texas? He's, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, for now. Yeah. He World did just trip. get back from a trip to Wyoming, which he had a really nice time with his friend. But um, I would like to be your kid. <laughs> I would like to be my kid. Right. In, any one of them, really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I, yeah. That's, uh, maybe, maybe I'm trying to give him a lot of what I didn't get, but... Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, marriage, uh, th there's a lot of baggage that I brought into the, the marriage. Sure. And, and usually when someone is, uh, has had a lot of trauma in their lives, they usually run into somebody that maybe not similar, but, ha you know, have. Has experienced some. Sure. Some yeah. Some, some issues as well. And so, so Dana and I's relationship has been tough, um, at times as, as is every marriage. Sure. You don't stay married for 27 years without a lot of work. Um, and, uh, but you know, it's been, it's been good. It's been fantastic. And, uh, you know, my kids are great. And, and, um, and last question, kind of on the current family scenario, you kept going on the farm theme, right? You live kind of out, not yeah. close to here, but you work right next door most days. Yeah. I've got about an hour and 20 minute commute to Glen. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> so. That's why you know about how the Beatitudes goes. <laughs> what a I know. I listen like to y'all. I listen. I listen week. to six year podcasts every day. <laughs> <laughs> we got to start cranking out more yeah. episodes. Yeah, I know. You know most people I started say, back over I'm twice. Behind. Yeah, <laughs> not Steve. Yeah, no, I actually no. think we're gonna start recording Steve only episodes just to help you. <laughs> just to help me on hey, my. Steve, I get is, to listen to myself. This is Steve episode number forty seven. <laughs> <laughs> this goes yeah. out to all you Steves out there. <laughs> Man, I like I liked episode forty six so much I think I'll listen to it again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um No, but it's 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 fantastic. Um Horses and fishing and uh, horses and fishing chickens. and yeah. Killing chickens and forerunners and killing forerunners? 
killing chickens with four oh, wheels. Yeah. Oh, oh, almost oh. dead. Actually, that's I'm not getting called by anybody. <laughs> that you're supposed to kill chickens to eat them, but don't run them over. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we went sideways. It was butchering <laughs> chickens, and it was in the last part of the episode. That's right. This part. <laughs> that's right. That's you're right. That's so right. Let's move on. <laughs> the death and murder scene is. Uh, um, yeah, but I'll, I will tell you, I think that, um, you know, I, I don't think a lot of people think about this, but there's a lot of, so I'm an entrepreneur. I've got multiple businesses. Um, as you guys know, I'm opening a restaurant in Glen Rose next week. Everybody and, in the U.S. listening knows about Glen Rose, Texas, yeah, right? And uh, Home of what it's, restaurant? It's whiskeywoods.com with an I, awesome. not an E, not an E-Y. Just whiskey a Y. Woods. Oh, the eyes in yeah. the end of whiskey. <laughs> the end of whiskey. Sorry. I thought yeah. it was like dot com was spelled Whenever. with an I. <laughs> <laughs> dot com. Dot sim. Uh, no. Oh, it's spiritistv.com for anybody listening. Oh. I looked it up. <laughs> Thank you. Keep Perfect. Going. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, brilliant idea to start uh, this restaurant, but hopefully it, it adds joy to our family. But I think if you just market it like the billboards only an hour and 20 minutes to <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that really worked for Bucky's. <laughs> hey, you don't have to go to sleep on a full stomach and gain weight by the time you get home. You don't have to eat again. <laughs> That's it. Good. You're good. But uh, just but, open a restaurant or a hotel in between so you can stop and take a nap. Right. That's right. Yeah, I'm working on that one too. Shiny nickel. But but you know one of the thing one of the things that brings it is uh, uh, that is the trauma that you face no. allows you to. Uh, it it allows you to react to certain things, mm. right? Like um, when my dad would come home angry, I had to figure out how to manipulate, how to sell him, how to, you know. And so mm. there's a lot of what happened to me when I was younger that I used to be successful in For my good. business yeah. life all, all, all day long. So, sure. uh, so it's interesting that you can turn that around and almost, I mean, I wouldn't say thankful, but almost like, at least I was able to use this, use these tools that I got, right? Like when my mom and dad would tell me to clean my room, my brother wouldn't clean his room. Mm -hmm. And he would get in trouble and he would get, you know, abused. I mean, he, yeah. he, he, and they told me to clean my room. I cleaned my room spotless and I got to do whatever I wanted to do. And I use that same stuff in business today, right? How do I get employees to do certain things and, you know, if an employee asks me to do something, I'm going to do it right so that I can then turn around and get them to do something. You know what I mean? Yep. There's just a lot of a, mm, a, sure. a lot of learning from right. having to navigate that road from, you know, age zero to age, you know, 27. Yeah. So, anyways. well, I feel like you've been watched over by um, a whole lot of Holy Spirits and angels. And so the question for our TBD question of the day is really around guardian angels. Um, we talked about this one, uh, not on the air before, but, you know, I remember somebody saying, if you don't know what to pray for, for somebody, pray for their guardian angel to intercede and to, to call up whatever prayers they need. The guardian angel always knows. And then that's when it hit me. I don't know what my relationship is with my guardian angel. So the question for everybody is what's your relationship with your guardian angel? And, um, you know, do you have one and what's it like now? And so I got to tell you, I'm on that journey. I try to purposely keep my guardian angel in my present thoughts and part of my prayers. And then I sit there and try to name my guardian angel. Like, I think it's you, Augustine. I think, you know, we both had some wild days or then I'll be like, it's you, St. Michael, the archangel. Like, <laughs> then I'm like, maybe I don't know your name. Maybe it's not any of you famous ones. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, I'm on that journey right now. So, nice. yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, as a kid, it was, I felt like more connected probably than I have recently. And maybe that was like the classic, like guardian angel photo, which was in my sister's room and you would fall asleep during uh, family rosary time or something like that. And your mom would say, it's okay. Your guardian angel will finish it for you. Uh, your mom's a saint. That's that awesome. sort of, that sort of saying. Um, and so, yeah, I think I'm probably where you are, Jeff. I need to like think on that a little bit more. And you say that, that guardian angel prayer as a, mm -hmm. as a, kind of wrote daily sure. prayer. Um, but what beyond that? It's a question for me. Yeah. And it's almost like going through that pathway of like, do I have one? Do I believe in one? So yeah. 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 What about you, Paul? 
Yeah, so I, I, I don't necessarily always think about having the relationship, which is maybe something I could work on, but I do say the guardian angel prayer probably every day. Um, it was just something we were kind of brought up to do. And then, and then really it was when I was, uh, for the period of time I was in seminary that I remember at some point, and I, I can't remember the date, but, um, Pope Benedict at the time fell, broke his arm, was in a sling for a little while and said something about, you know, well, clearly my guardian angel was told to stand down for, for whatever reason. Wow. Yeah. And I remember that blowing my mind at the time that like, oh yeah, I guess you can look at it as, yeah, God had higher orders and it was, you know, and I think he said something else about, you know, for power is made perfect in weakness, quoting St. Mm -hmm. Paul and how, you know, not relying on ourselves means we have to rely on God. And so there's all these beautiful messages baked in there. But I remember that just being a moment of saying, okay, yeah, the, our guardian angels are at work. And, and sometimes they're given different orders, but, and then you look throughout uh, scripture and, and angels show up all oh, yeah. the time. And so it's just, it's something I I've been trying to bring to the fore more often, but definitely still saying just that, that guardian angel prayer, especially if there's any moment where I just feel like, you know, something's not quite right and just kind of toss that in there. Yeah. Right on. What about you, buddy? I think the closest thing for me, and this will kind of sound corny cause it's my name, but St. Stephen um, the martyr. Yeah. And I always find myself saying, you know, he who is without sin, throw the first stone. And not that that was the same episode, but, and sometimes I'll say, and don't, don't throw the stones at me, <laughs> you know, but that always pops into my head. Yeah. Nice. Sure. You both said you grew up praying the guardian angel prayer. I learned the guardian angel prayer when my kid was in preschool or kindergarten from listening to her pray at night. And I was like, Wait, slow down. <laughs> hey, let me get this right to light to guard. I'm like, okay, I got it. It's I got a rule it. and guide. Yeah, I'm like trying to keep up with my daughter, and I'm like, so many of us are evangelized through our children, mm. through their prayer, through their innocence. So, uh, yeah, it's actually become very recently since we were on a trip two weeks ago. It's become part of my daily prayer. Is the guardian angel prayer. Um, I'm still working on my spelling words and my sight words, but um, I'll get there. <laughs> I've, I've, I've said that prayer my whole life pretty much and, and yeah. uh, taught my kids as well. Yeah. Um, so. Well, good. Well, uh, let's finish this off in traditional Beatitudes fashion where we finish every show differently with our guest. And so it's always fun to come with what's next. And this is an old get-to-know-you game, Steve. All right. You're going to have to guess as each one of us goes in an old game of Two truths and a lie. Mm. So there's like a poker face thing going on here too. Like, I feel like your uh, your intense eye contact yes be an advantage for you. Of course. So if you get uh, the, all three points right, you're going to get 400 points. If you get all three of ours right, if any one of us stumps you, that person gets two points. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lot on the line, That's a, yeah. That's 400 cool. points almost puts you in a tie with me and Paul. I mean, it's I pretty can, I can actually, I could probably trade him in for a sock. <laughs> like 400 points a sock. Uh, I think that's, yeah, that's the current going exchange. Right. <laughs> yep, yep, that, yeah, that works. Yep. Uh, um, well, then Christopher's going to tell us how many socks we owe our audience. <laughs> <laughs> we probably shouldn't throw that out there. <laughs> right. <laughs> do not, Christopher, do not divide by 400. We don't need that. <laughs> All right, uh, who's going first on Stump Steve, Two Truths, and a Lie? I'm happy to. Nicholas. Awesome. Um, Steve, in college, I learned to do a standing backflip. After college, I traveled with my roommates and participated in the Gloucestershire Cheese Rolling Festival. And in high school... I broke my arm playing football. Mm, man. What are you thinking here? I th like, I th I'm thinking he wants me to say the cheese rolling thing. You feel like that's what he wants? That's what he wants me to say. You're getting in there, huh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> in, that, in that brain. I don't think he broke your arm in football. Correct. Oh, my broke, man. I broke my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you broke something. Yeah. Yes. Steve. God, I like this game. You're a third Incredible. of the way to 400. It's like 100 and something. I can't do it either. <laughs> Paul? 133. Thank you. Point three, 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 three. Keep going. No, three. 
It's an irrational number. Keep going. Three. <laughs> it's not an integer. We can right. never get to oh. the end. Oh, it's my turn. My <laughs> turn. Okay. Sure. I'm not continuing to ask you for more math. I, I was <laughs> wondering. <laughs> How long does this thing go on for? Three. All right. All right. Here we go. Round it up. So here Three. we I. Okay. <laughs> Stop, Nick. <laughs> okay. I have sparred with Chuck Norris. I can speak Italian. And I was at the canonization of John Paul II. Mm. I man, he, I feel like he's reading my I soul. Know. It's really weird because <laughs> when he gives you that look, he actually extracted other things you didn't talk about. Yeah, <laughs> I, feel like I need to go to confession. And I, and I remember that time that you. Well, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Let's edit. Show. edit. Um, you were not at JP 2s coronation or. Canonization. Canonization, sorry. Actually, okay, so I was there for that. I did not spar with um, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Oh, <laughs> man. But I know somebody who knows him, so it was like, it was like a close <laughs> kind of thing. All right, so you're never going to get 400 points, but you could come out with – I'll give you his – uh, never mind. You get no points. I just <laughs> I just screwed this whole thing up because you you said canonization. Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, the like the papal installation. Installa yeah, oh, and I was, was like, I was like, yeah. there's no way. I wrote. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Give my regards to Broadway. No, okay. Here's my three. Are you ready? I am. Okay, I'm gonna get my mouth ready. I'm gonna okay, stare into your eyes. Okay, here we go, Steve. Okay. I go camping every year for my birthday. I had a camp named after me. My foot cramps almost every night. Those are my three. And those are uh, those are incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I live a very exciting life. Those are awesome. <laughs> There's a. I don't know why. I you do not three. go camping every year on your birthday. Gosh, he got you. He got you. <laughs> Just go again and give him 266.66666 points. <laughs> six. Repeating. Six. Put the little line over the top of the last oh, six, yeah. and six. we're good. Oh, my goodness. Well, this has been our uh, Monday episode with Steve Lemura. It'll be fun to try to come up with a title to this one, Steve. Yeah. I'll tell you. So, uh, Man, God bless you, and Thank you, uh, Absolutely. may your guardian angel continue to put you in the places that you need to be, protect over you, and also every once in a while I'll let you break your arm if that's what's mm, called for. Yeah, <laughs> when, I mean, yes. When I fall out of the so boat mobile. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know when that's going to happen next. Uh, to the rest of you, we'll take you out here at the. Uh, we're going to take you out of here with the guardian angel prayer. I'm going to see if I can get this right. Angel oh. of God, my, my guardian, guardian dear. dear. To whom God's love commits me here, ever this day be at my side, to light, to guard, to rule, and guide. To rule and guide. Amen. So I to guard. Close. We'll see you soon. For the rest of you, we will see you in the Eucharist. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.